Welcome back to the Sandler Files, episode 25. It's 26. <laughs> oh, you can't do this to me. Okay, uh, it's 25. It's 25. It's 25. It's 25. I'm 100% sure. It is episode 25, and we watched the movie... Becky. Becky. Oh, yeah, okay, sure. Was Uncle Vinny Vanilla Ice this whole time? This is me. This is how I work. Becky. Which is a film yeah. from the cinemas, came out into theaters. Actually, and... it did not come out into theaters. Was it streaming only? Well, because it dropped in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, it was uh, It drive... was right at the beginning, though, wasn't it? It was no. like a 2020 film. Yeah, but like mid-2020. Okay. It was okay. It's still pretty early, dude. You know, like March. March is when it started. Mid twenty twenty, dude. Mid twenty twenty. March is, is the like first June. three months. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like June, we were like fully locked down. We didn't know what was I, going I, on. It was still it hadn't even been a. I think our know. internet is out. Oh, who needs it? Either that or the wheel's dead. Um, I'm getting Reddit. Oh, okay. Anyways, we, we might wheel. not be able to spin the wheel at the end of this. Uh. I'm sorry, I'm just looking at R slash all. Becky came out in 2020. It came out uh, during the pandemic. It was in... It was not released it. in theaters. You could go see it in drive-ins. I nailed it. It was June 2020. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's mid-2020, baby. Uh, yeah, it was. it's a movie starring Kevin James, which is why we watched it for this show. It's not starring Kevin James. Starring is Becky. Kevin James one of the stars of the movie? He's uh, it's who's featuring first, Kevin James. Who's first listed on the poster? Who's who gets Becky. first credit? Oh, she actually does. Good for you, Becky. This is Becky's story. Oh wait, Kevin's not on this poster. I saw the one that's Kevin James's big face. <laughs> Kevin James plays a neo-Nazi. Yeah, who, like a really villainous, like a very evil man. Yeah. Which is great for Kevin. It's an it's an interesting role for sure. It's just fun to see a contrast with him because like I don't, I don't believe he's ever played a villain before. No. Like he always plays schlubby lovable, schlubby lovable sidekick or schlubby, 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 <laughs> or just like the boring leading man who's yeah. kind of like moderately quirky, and that's supposed to carry throughout the film. Yeah, this was like this movie's basically Home Alone. If the Wet Bandits were neo-Nazis and the violence was, like, Saw level. Yeah, like some weird 70s grindhouse. Yeah. Grindhouse. Yeah, I'd, I'd compare it to that. It's like, I this don't is... know. It tells, like, if you were a child and someone actually invaded your home with the express intent of, like, murdering you and your family, I think this movie is a more realistic depiction of how that would mess you up, especially if you deliberately created violent traps to hurt yes, those people yeah. it's really good i really it, like it it's really good it's really it might be the goriest film i think we'll ever watch for this the sandler Files. for sure yeah, for yeah. this maybe the goriest film i'll watch in my life because <laughs> so? some of that it was it's really violent it, it fits in that genre of like i guess a slasher movie with kind of i think creative... it's beyond slasher yeah it's, I think this is like it's like seventies movies. Like they would all do that same yeah. thing. It's, it's in that same genre, and you there was there was that to... time. It's that genre of movie where all the kills are like creative, and like they're trying to think what's the wackiest way we could kill someone, and like show the practical yeah, effect yeah. of this happening. And the practical effects in this were very good. Yeah, they like, were it was really like, good. 
it was really realistic. You compared it to Toxic Avenger, which is a movie that right. we started a long time ago and I had to turn off because I was <laughs> so grossed out. I feel like I have a pretty decent stomach for violence. Like, I don't think I'm, you know... Me too. Me, like, with this movie, maybe I'll get a little bit uncomfortable. There was the one slash... scene that really... The, the Kevin J. Mai? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Should we... Dis- yeah, we're just audi- yeah, audibly describing uh, it. Honestly, go watch this yeah uh, don't listen to us talk about it yeah but if this sounds interesting to you because it, it is an interesting movie go check this out and it's not super long either like it's no, a really yeah, yeah. nice chill watch and but like uh there's a scene with kevin james and his eye where something happens to his eye yes, and i don't want to yes. go into detail no, you don't? no 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 but if you're squeamish about violence around the eye area <laughs> uh right right you might want to you know cover your face for that part you'll kind of know it's coming and yeah. it lasts a while. <laughs> it does. It stretches out over like two or three scenes. And there's actually, I have trivia here regarding yeah. that scene. Okay. Where Kevin James has to do something to his eye. Uh-huh. And they use a prosthetic. No and it way. Took, he yeah. didn't do it with his real eye? <laughs> they, they use a prosthetic and it took way longer to cut than expected. So that shot that's in the movie, Kevin James is like prolonging his pain because it was taking so long. Oh, I hated that. I hated that shot so much. It was uh, it was really disturbing, and they were playing, like, this high-pitched, like, ringing sound, too, mm-hmm. which, like, I don't know. It really felt like you were... I mean, Kevin don't you James. have tinnitus? I guess so. So it how wasn't do you know really that was in the movie? It was more like the sound they play in malls to oh. get teenagers out. Yeah. Or, like, a dog whistle sort of sound. It's just yeah. like that... I don't know what way to describe it. It's, like, it's almost, like, sharp-sounding yeah it, it it fit perfectly with what was going on it was really no it was weird. a really well done scene yeah i was just very uncomfortable <laughs> yeah, yeah uh what did you think of kevin james like as a performer in this movie like his actual i thought he was fine yeah i didn't think he it kevin was like james didn't really like it didn't need to be him no no because i if i if it were me i would have thought you cast kevin james to be like a charming sociopath type because that's kind right. of what he's known for is right. like the family lovable goofball right um, but he's kind of just a neo-Nazi. He's just like, it's not even like an interesting neo-Nazi or anything. No, he's, he's just, just like a very generic I do like that there's no like, dude. there's no like pathos where it's like, you know, he's got, he's got some good in him. It's like, no, he's a neo-Nazi. He's, right, right. He's a bad person. He's got his little buddy who has... There's, there's one guy who is like, has a bit of a redemption. Yeah. But... I really like that guy, honestly. I like the way that guy looks too. I, liked, like, I don't know if I've seen him in anything else. I liked him, and I liked the resolution to his story arc where... Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, basically, there's one of the neo-Nazis who, like, doesn't want to kill kids, and he, like, helps Becky and stuff, and he's like, Like, I'm the done. whole movie, he's kind of struggling yeah. between following what Kevin James is saying and his own personal uh, morals. morals, where he's yeah, like, I don't want to mess with kids or anything, because it happened to him. Yeah, and it's he, revealed. like, he had to kill a kid, yeah, and he yeah. didn't enjoy it, like, before the movie. Uh, which, you know, who would, but, no, no. It's, uh, uh, in the final confrontation between Becky and Kevin James, he comes back to help. And then he's like, like after Kevin James is deceased, he's like, I hope like, you know, this has redeemed me in the eye. And then Becky just picks up a gun and shoots him in the head. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was kind of really satisfied by that. Yeah. By that, that, that ending. I wasn't really expecting that, but no, like, it that's worked. very, yeah, very good stuff. Because the thing about this is like what you realize as it goes on is like it's becky's descent into like this is a joker origin story yeah yeah like i'd say that she starts out the movie in a not very good place and then just terrible stuff happens well yeah because because what at the start of the film it's 
her mother passed away like a year or so ago and her father like has already moved on to yeah. a new girlfriend and they're all going up to this cottage and, he and she's to, not having it he wants to marry her yeah he oh yeah to, yeah right he wants to marry this new girlfriend that like the, a year after her mom died becky doesn't like also the dad is played by joel McHale from community yeah lots of good actors in this i also thought the girl who played becky i'd never seen her in anything before but she was really good oh yeah she was great yeah it was overall like just a solid movie just a really fun yeah really really enjoyable watch really yeah. fun creative yeah uh something i've never really seen before and like i mean fun in the way of like you know gross out horror and yes. like yeah. you know crazy stuff going on on screen obviously you know the plot and themes it deals with are like kind of heavy yes but if yeah. you're watching it with a friend you you know who you are rooting for and you know who you're not rooting for so there can you can have fun with just being like oh of course, of course. yeah so i mean it, yeah it does deal with serious topics but then you know when when this movie devolves into violence. crazy outrageous violence like yeah. somebody backing a boat motor over someone or whatever it's like yeah yeah everyone knows it's everyone knows what it is everyone knows what it is it's, it's us, having it's fun it's us taking that you know that coliseum mindset where we would <laughs> right, watch humans right. you know look something deep in our subconscious has a desire to to see acts of violence in front of us and I'd rather real acts of violence. Well, I don't think so. I think we can fake it, which is the good right, thing. Right. I'd rather if people need to, if, if there's some type of catharsis that comes from that. I know for me, I like Jeremy, knowing it's fake. Jeremy loves like. No, hold on, hold on. He will he will go glassy eyed when I there's no. a character killing someone on screen. I'm saying I like vibrating. I think it's good that we have the fake, so that uh, you know real people don't have to yeah, suffer yeah. for entertainment anymore. But I think it's interesting how that has evolved um yeah it is interesting it is interesting but uh let's ban all violent video games and movies and music i actually think violence shouldn't be allowed anymore violence should be, we worldwide. just can't talk about it guys because um if you talk about it it happens we're gonna stop no more violence mm -hmm. uh everyone we're taking a stand here everyone's on the wearing Fox. oven mitts from now on yes no more dying nobody's gonna die anymore we're, we're, we, gonna we're, we're that putting off. our foot down <laughs> we're gonna have to step in yeah I just had the thought that I'm not recording, but I am. Oh, good. What else is going on? Like, we watched Becky. Uh, it was yeah. Good. Okay, here, let me hit you with some Beppy be uh, trivia. Some Beppy right trivia? Beppy trivia right here. Uh, Simon Pegg. No! Was slated to play the villain. That would have been way better. Until he dropped out in 2019 due to scheduling conflicts, and then they brought in Kevin James. Scheduling conflicts with what? What is Simon Pegg doing? I don't know. That's a good question. He's like he He's in, like, one of every eight episodes of The Boys. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was the boys. I, you know what? Like, obviously, whatever, Simon, do what you want to do. But I would have loved to see him in this role. Yeah. You know who also would have been good? I Did you say this at the time? Nick Frost in the role, who's like his buddy? I don't think it was about Becky. I did talk about Nick Frost recently, yeah. though. Okay, well, I would have, I think he he looks a lot like Kevin James. Yes. And I think it would have been a similar visual. Uh, I, yeah, okay. Sorry, Simon Pegg, you missed out on a good movie role. Such a shame. Yeah. Why isn't this like a Reddit movie where Reddit's like, oh, I think it is a Reddit no movie. No one's seen Becky underrated gem. I think it's because there's a female main character. That might. <laughs> that I, might, I think yeah. that's 100% it. That could take away from some of the social stuff. Any more trivia? No. There's literally no other trivia. Really, okay, yeah. Let can me you, can you tell me the trivia you told me before? I want to hear it yes, again. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, now, this is actually, this is the most interesting. I'm... I should have mentioned this right off the top, but the walkie-talkies used in the film are Midland LXT-630s with range of up to 30 miles. 
30 miles. 30 miles. How long is that? I don't even know. I don't know what miles I are distance-wise. Yeah. That's crazy. That could be like halfway to the moon and back. I don't I, know. I imagine it's something like that. I have that no sounds conception. like a big distance. What are they called? LTX 330s? LXT 630s from LXT Midland. LXT 630s. So, audience, go to the Midland website. <laughs> this episode of the Sandler Files is brought to you by the LTX LXT 630s with up to 30 miles range. That means you can talk to the moon. Yeehaw! You can go up there and talk to Neil Armstrong and then come back down and then talk to your buddy down the street and then go back <laughs> up to the moon. You have to go to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, here's some other trivia from Becky. There's more trivia. The two dogs, yeah, are named Dora and Diego. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think I know where this is going. After the two characters in Dora the Explorer. What? That's right. Oh, I thought it was just because the alliteration. No, that's some more fantastic user-submitted IMDb trivia. We gotta stop sourcing from. Them. We do, we do. We have because to find our own level. We probably said some stuff in the past that is just wrong. Because just anybody can submit to IMDb. We could be submitting. We should start submitting our. You're own right. We stuff. should submit fake trivia for adam sandler movies yeah and then adam one day will log into imdb and look at it and go oh, what 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 who put this here <laughs> what <laughs> that was just me queuing you up for you to do your adam impression because I, I like know. it hey i'm working on it okay well becky from me gets a gets a probably like a nine out of ten yeah for like eight or nine nine out of ten i'd put it yeah, yeah. sandler scale low because yeah like a five on the Sandler yeah. scale doesn't really fall into a lot of Sandler archetypes I mean which is good which is good which is good Kevin James honestly a little bit disappointing performance from Kevin James he didn't he could have done more with the role it wasn't an uncut gems yes. transformation exactly Adam Sandler when he gets a serious role he really puts his everything into it seems like Kevin James was kind of just going for the paycheck a little bit very generic didn't become his character let's cancel him oh, he's done for yeah get him gang get him out of here yeah i uh i i agree that he could have done more with it but i also think like it was a low budget kind of movie it works it doesn't yeah. ruin no the it, movie. it works it doesn't ruin it he yeah. could have done more with it but yeah. honestly it's uh he's not he's not the leading character he's the villain yeah new new thing for kevin james but. well max We've got a lot of uh, a time here because we Becky's one film and it's not very long. You're right. So I wanted to actually bring up a topic. I was thinking about this the other night. Okay. While I was lying in bed, staring yep. at the ceiling and counting sheep. Um, yeah. I was wondering, do you think that the Happy Madison formula and the Marvel movie formula are the same? No. Really? I don't believe so. Okay. Because I've, I've been feeling, like, the fatigue I feel now when I go see a Marvel movie or I watch a Marvel show and it hits the beats that I know it's going to hit has reached the exact same level of the Adam Sandler rom-com where there's always the romance. Right. Like, I, it feels the same. I'd say maybe Sandler rom-com. Like, I can see the similarities, 100%. Yeah. They're the same. They're both formulas for mm -hmm. movies mm -hmm. that, you know, repeat the same events. And, of course... Both of them are based on the hero's journey. Both of them are based. Both of them are also based. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Well, uh, I, and that's, I think they I just think... have minor differences from each other. That I mean, um... I'm not saying they're the exact same, but I think that that formula and that hero's journey and not even trying to do something unique with it, but just following it to a T, is kind yeah. of like exhausting me. Uh, to yeah. the point where I'm not really excited for like anything, uh, content-wise. Right. Right. What's well, like. You Halo, know. Halo show. You yeah, oh, that? dude, I'm on board for no. I don't. <laughs> I don't care about the Halo show. 
I don't know what's coming out this year that's like exciting. I don't I don't know. Um, Atlanta. Because I don't really. I like. I wish I looked into more indie cinema. I should go to like weird little film festivals and stuff. In Just Toronto. go to TIFF. The TIFF is industry still. Not. I'm not saying go to the TIFF festival. Go to TIFF right. during the year, like the theater during the year. Okay, the, yeah, and the TIFF Bell Life. Yeah, and they've got like foreign films and indie stuff. Yeah, and, and I like, got. I got to get into that. Find some obscure directors. Some hidden gems. Some hidden gem directors that I can look forward to future releases from. Because, uh, yeah, everything studios put out and advertise is just awful. I don't know if it's the pandemic and just that, like, I consumed a lot of media during that time and it just became... That definitely adds to it, for yeah. me, at least. Because it's just, like, I'm I'm so, uh, tired of, you know, the yeah. state of, sto- like, the big stories. Um, I mean, that's why I like Becky so much, honestly. Yeah. Because it was so, it was... It wasn't, like, groundbreaking or anything, but it was just something different. It was different. Which I really appreciated. And it had, like, a different... Like, it, it was a downer ending. Even the Batman, which right. I enjoyed, I still felt like it was too safe, in a way. It was, like... I uh, Yeah, I, I think so. It was, like, the risky... Like, the safe version of risky. You know? It, does that make sense? Right. Like, it was all I things... I felt like it was, like, a safer version of the Christopher Nolan Batmans. Kind of more and more reined in than those ones i don't know if i'd call it that but for me i think it was that it it it's just like a lot like joker it's using language and techniques of movies uh from like the 80s and the 90s and the 70s mm-hmm. and putting them in a superhero context and it's like the idea is we're supposed to believe it's groundbreaking but it's it's really just same same story new coat of paint you know yeah pretty much I think that's... I mean, at least I appreciate the new coat of paint with this one. I got so tangential from my initial point of Marvel movies and Happy Madison. Right. But, uh, you know, I I guess, like, I just can't keep... I don't know. Like, I, Dune 2. People are excited for Dune 2. I don't care. Anything Dune with, like, two, a 2 yeah. in the title, I'm out. <laughs> uh, yeah, unless the first one really blew me away, which nothing really does. Yeah, they'd have to drop like Good Time Two for me right, to like. Right. Be, like I mean, yeah, yeah, like a movie like Uncut Gems. Yeah. Of course, the Safties, whatever they're doing next, it's gonna be. The Safties are doing that show with Nathan. Fielder. Oh, Nathan Fielder. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be good. That's gonna that be I'm good. excited for. We got more Atlanta and more Barry, which yeah. I'm excited for. But that's TV. It is. It's just so rare when you you do get a very creative. Uh, piece of media that really blows you away i don't think it's rare that they exist i think it's rare that they're something that is easy to be aware of and access right something that's like advertised on streaming services or is is at the box office like netflix doesn't put their like artsy stuff onto their front page unless it wins an oscar like post the ceremonies right but i don't i don't necessarily even want exclusively artsy stuff right i I just want like something that doesn't follow this awful formula. Well, because that's the thing. Because even the artsy stuff has a kind of formula yes, to it. Yeah. In in certain cases, like I think the, most the artsy stuff, stuff can fall into this formula where they make uh, the message or understanding of it almost too hidden from the viewer. Really. In a way, I think I think a lot of art films, yeah, they get into that kind of mindset where it's like the director gets a big ego and they're like, oh, I'm not making movie films i'm making films for the thinking viewer or some weird stuff like that right and it's just like okay it leans a little bit too far over the line for me honestly see i was i would offer i would argue the opposite where i think a lot of the like the more highbrow minded or highbrow pitched films uh coming out like the ones that are at the oscars or whatever yeah um 
are just like biopics or you know yeah yeah this just like saccharin kind of they, they play at the the more downer emotions like it's like you have yes. you have the blockbusters which get your heart pumping in their roller coaster rides like martin yeah like, yeah yeah not martin the, he's kind he, of like he was at right. first i clowned on him for that and now as time goes on i'm like yeah he's he's kind they're of literally like, roller coasters. it's like that's riding the, the leviathan they're, they're supposed to make you feel these extreme excitement emotions which yes. is cool yeah, they're yeah, good yeah. at that and then the artsy stuff from hollywood does like is like that but played in a minor key where it's, it's just it's pretending to not be that but like bohemian rhapsody oof i mean that's one, that, of, that's one of the more egregious that win an oscar for editing jeremy it's one of the more egregious examples <laughs> I, every time i remember that that blows my mind because yeah. that is the worst edited film i've seen in, in theaters for a while but it's not even like the the bohemian rhapsodies which like most people were like eh on you know yeah it's like movies like do you remember spotlight was that a musical? No. Okay. I, Spotlight I so. won Best Picture in 2018 or 2019. Are you thinking of Moonlight? No. This is this is not. This is I promise light? you, this is a real picture? movie. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you got to look this up because okay. no one like no one knows about this movie. Huh. It's it stars Mark Ruffalo and uh, a few other people that I can't think of right now, and it's about the Washington Post and their exposure of um, systemic abuse in the Catholic Church. I think I do remember. Yeah. I've it's never a seen trailers for that. Boring movie. They take yeah. this like really intense topic and make it really boring. And it won best picture. And I just I've never wrapped I watched it that year after it won. And I've never wrapped my head around that. Like all of these it felt like every other you know, ripped from the headlines movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Where I don't know. Maybe we're just maybe we just have a problem with studio like projects. Yeah, I like think that so. might be I think it. we're just starting to realize that studios develop formulas for success, which is inevitably going to take away from the art that it's creating. I think this show is a funny uh like roadmap of me me especially because I think you came in already kind of off the blockbuster train, but me right. going from like <laughs> like superhero fan. I I think I was like... into superhero when this started because this was a few years ago now. Yeah, I've been super anti Marvel. You've been super anti Marvel, I think, since last year at least. I think I remember it was around like Black Widow. That was my breaking point. No, like, you were you were you were unexcited. What was before Black Widow? I feel like post Endgame. I remember once Endgame, Endgame came was, out, Endgame you were ended, like, okay, and I was I'm like, good. I think I'm good. Yeah, like I don't want any more. I guess I was. Yeah, I mean that was that was a good call. I kind of wish they had been just like, yeah, this is the end. I think right. if they had if that had been the end, they probably could have like actually won oscars for it like the way return of the king did where it was like oh this is like the culmination of this like massive project that's very impressive in scope right but instead they were like no let's keep it going yeah it's uh it's it's just depressing but uh, well i don't know i don't know if it necessarily depresses me because i like i think it's more a a thing of like one people like like whatever the general audience likes the general audience likes and i don't think it's bad to enjoy the the movies if you're not like hyper obsessive like us and don't watch so many of them right. that the formula right. is like in your face yeah yeah i don't think again, it's a problem we're, we're, like cynical we're cynical and we're trying to specialize in this medium yeah we so spend we too much time analyzing opinions and cynical takes on on 
the industry. So if these if these products are working as intended and people enjoy them and get entertainment out of them, then I don't really mind from that angle. And the other thing is, I think there is really cool stuff being made. I we just like I need I need to put more effort into going to see it and highlighting it. Yeah, that's that's same here. Yeah, I like I don't know. I I just find like the media, some of it gets like homogenized where like. You know, like, everyone's doing the multiverse right now in all the, right, the sci-fi right. fantasy properties. And I'm just like, why? Why are we... Why are there so many of these? Because it's, it's the easy way to make a property where you can just do anything. Yeah. Instead of, I don't know, naturally coming up with a way where you can stretch the boundaries of what your your series is or whatever. Yeah. So you can just go, oh, this is an alternate universe. And this is another alternate universe. It's like... For real, because then you it, don't have to. It's just the boring way of making an interesting world. I mean, I think maybe it's also a reaction to fan culture and fan ownership over properties, where oh, you know 100%. when fans react so negatively to certain choices, having the ability to go, "Oh, that was a separate universe," is yes. you. Can, it's a reset button. Yeah, I'm sure Game of Thrones wishes they had that. You know, like right. I mean, I think that's DC's main strategy right now is they realize yeah they're like, gonna reset. We don't everything. even have to say like if these are connected or not. Like, yeah, we'll just put this out and it's like m- maybe it's has a character from another one in it. Yeah, anything that works, it's its own universe or it's not. But <laughs> right, we'll they, keep they making them. Don't say, and then if it makes money at the box office, then it's part of like the main yeah universe. Yeah, exactly. That's the gene. That's the I mean smartest it... strategy I've ever heard. I guess it makes sense. I, I'm fine with. I don't it's, know. It's the the thing about DC. I guess is that at least they're like doing like when I when I go see some of their more recent movies. Like I have more to say about it than with the Marvel yeah, stuff. Yeah. No, I I'd agree with that because yeah. uh, DC, you go see the Batman and then the Suicide Squad and then Joker. Like yeah. these are all they're, they're very all superhero different. movies, but yeah, they do differentiate from each other. Yeah, but Marvel films, it's. Every single one of them has the exact same tone. I mean, which I think I'm just I'm just sick of. Like, uh, yeah, that. I'm just tired of the quips mostly. That's the like quippy, my number yeah. one. Stop with the dialogue, please. Yeah, I'd yeah. love I'd love a Marvel movie that had like three jokes in the entire thing. <laughs> I like you don't have to remove. I think all... that would bomb. I think that would bomb because when people go see a Marvel movie, like that is what they want. Well, the audience expectations for those have shifted entirely. Where it's it is yeah, like yeah. it's a sporting event now. Like you're right. you're watching to go cheer, right? Which is again, it's fine. I don't think that's a. Yeah, I even yeah, I no, I don't I think, mind it. Yeah, I, I have you fun enjoy there. It, it's fine, but it doesn't. It no longer makes an impact on me beyond the yes, yeah. the brief you know period where I'm in the theater and I'm like, yeah, okay, woo, Spider Man, and then right. I go home and I'm like, okay, well that was. That's a yeah, fun way to kill I don't go hours. to Walmart. I don't buy my Spider-Man t-shirts. No, but when I was I a kid, right? I was Well, yeah, cuz cuz uh this sort of media is like directed at at young minds, of course. I think maybe right? some... directed at kids? I don't know. <laughs> They're kids movies. They're you comic seen the movies. you seen the lineups at these premieres? Yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, they're enjoyed by a lot I of mean, adults. I mean, I'm still talking about them. But the primary directive of these movies is to get kids addicted so they go out and buy their toys at Toys R Us or whatever. I guess that's the... Th- oh, it's true. You know what? It's that might be the most. Stuff. That might be the most genius part is that, like, we were raised in this ecosystem so that, like, even, yeah. even if I'm not, like, even now that I'm out of the Marvel, like, I'm not as into the story, although I've told you, I yeah, feel like yeah. I still have to keep up in some ways because I want to know what's going on. Because they, invested... they got their fish hook in you. Yeah, I've invested so much time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even then, if if I fully get out and then I'm, like, 40 yeah. and, and I hear about a new Iron Man movie 
that is something that sits in my subconscious that I recognize. Like they've mm-hmm. created a generation of media consumers who yeah, yeah. are instantly cognizant of their characters and yes. for like for like their whole slate, like Guardians, you know, Captain America, everybody. If I hear about that, you know, it's something that piques the interest of my brain just because I know what it is. Yeah, right, right. So you're more inclined to go check it out because you're yeah. familiar with it. This is a conversation that I think is only interesting to the two of us. No, I don't like this is what people talk about in our courses and stuff too. The it's whole true. sequel culture reboot. Yeah. Everything. It's it's been going on for like 20, 20 years now. Yeah. Or longer. You know? And this is why I want to make Bulletproof 3. We need to yes. franchise yes. opportunity these films, Adam. Franchise the movies that matter. Yeah. Franchise the original risk takers. Yeah. Bulletproof 3. Shakes the Clown 2. Yes. Airheads, colon, Earthheads. You know? what? Whatever we got to do yeah. to get these these true classics of filmmaking on the board. That's I am disappointed got. that he's doing a sequel to Murder Mystery when he could have done a sequel to any other film in his catalog. I mean, I, I'm kind of excited for Hustle. I think hopefully that's interesting. I have, I have I, My feeling. prediction is that's going to be bland as sh- I, oh, apologies. Dude. Apologies. I'm Dude. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, that's, I'm predicting a 6 out of 10 for me on that one. Yeah, I mean, it's a sports movie. It's probably so. going to be fine because just... there's a lot of funding behind it, but also just I don't think it's going to be anything worthwhile. I guess he's just like a different type of person than I am. If he does like an Uncut Gems and isn't like so creatively invigorated by that that he's like, I want to do this now. Right. Well, because he does Uncut Gems, and then they have him sitting at a round table with, like, Jamie Foxx yeah. and all these other Oscars. Robert winners. De Niro, and yeah, it's like, yeah. how do you not want to be here all the time? I know, it's like, is this not a sign that this was probably a good decision? Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe there's just not a lot of scripts. Like, they they went for Adam for, like, a decade for that script. Yeah, Maybe yeah. there's just not a lot of Sandy people... Wexler said no <laughs> for, for ten years. Maybe there's not a lot of people who want to cast Adam in serious roles. So if you're listening, I mean, Adam, I will write a spec script yeah. for you specifically I if you want we'll, more we'll dramatic put, like, roles. We'll put all of our free time into that. I would I would drop out of school if Adam Sandler said. Yeah, Can I you... would I would genuinely abandon all life plans. Yeah. If Adam Sandler's like, come write a movie for me. And yeah, like, like yes. a serious one. Like, I want a- another. Absolutely. I want another deep role. I would yeah. dedicate actual years of my life to that script. That would that would actually change my whole life plan. Like it was yeah. like I want you to write my movie, but you have to move out of Canada. You have to move down to LA with me. You're gonna be doing this for ten years. <laughs> or We're the like least that. parasocial Adam Sandler <laughs> fans. <laughs> no, but I, I get what you mean. Like it's like I yeah, it's I, a great opportunity. The demand should be there because mm-hmm. it's it's an exciting prospect when Adam yeah. like tries. Because Adam Adam is very Do you think uh, it's 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 talented. artificial scarcity? It's like, oh, it, when he Maybe tries, it it's such a big deal because he doesn't do it so often? Yes. Okay. I think so. Because I, I've heard comments on this same topic for like, you know, every every five years or so, he does do a, an, a role like that. Like yeah. Punch Drunk Love. The Myrowitz stories. Myrowitz stories or whatever. Over it's, it's every handful of years he will do that. And then like, every time there's that reaction, yeah. it's like, Adam Sandler can do this? What? Adam Sandler's the, in the Oscar yeah. conversation <laughs> this year? This is crazy. What, yeah. Adam? And then he runs back to his little gang, his little <laughs> gang of ne'er-do-wells, and they pop out five or six of the worst films you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> and then just, and then just have everyone. And then we watch again. all of them. Yes, yes. All right, well, uh, that was a good discussion. That was a good discussion. We're going to watch Sonic 2, uh, yeah. ne- like, soon, by the way. When does Expe- that come out? Is that coming out? I don't out? think we'll have an episode, uh, 
like around the time. I think our last episode will already be in the can. Oh man! But you know, after my talk about franchise culture and sequels and blah blah blah, I am gonna go see Sonic Two because I oh. have to. Uh, I want to end this episode with a little. Should I spin first or after this? Uh, spin after this. Okay. I was reading Adam Stanley's Wikipedia page because I was wiki, just like, wiki. I want to go through that whole thing and just bow, bow. make sure I understand Chica-chica. everything. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for no the sound bit. I'm just adding some sound effects to you. <clears throat> I just want to cite this little section here from the 2007 to 2019 area. Following the release of Funny People, it, along with Punch Drunk Love, were cited in the June 2010 announcement that Sandler was one of the 135 people, including 20 actors, invited to join the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Yeah. So he's on the Academy? Dude, everyone's in the Academy now. The Rock's in the Academy. The Rock's in the Academy? Yeah. And they get to vote on what movies win? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't... I, I never knew that thing. Yeah, no, like, it's... it's So, what, it's a 20 actors... Including 20 actors. Yeah, that's that year those 20 actors I got see, invited. But it over over the years, the roster oh, wow. builds. Every year, there's okay. new invitees. I never knew how that worked. Yeah, it's an interesting process. But I like the fact Plus, that Adam Sandler is voting on what movies I think he should. Days. Yeah. I like that. Hotel Transylvania, best animated picture. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to spin the wheel. Well, all right. The wheel. Wheel is spinning. Wheel is spinning. This is my song. The wheel is spinning. What do we got? We have uh, actually not a bad one. This is my dad's favorite Adam Sandler movie ever. Oh wow! It's The Wedding Singer. Oh, okay. A classic. I don't know if I'm that like that a... excited about it, but it'll be interesting. No, yeah, this is a. I guess a highly is this our finale? One. Is this gonna be our finale next week? I don't. I don't know. No, I, I think we've got two more. Okay. Okay. So we'll we'll get we'll get hype for the wedding singer. Okay. And next week's episode will be entirely sung through. It will be yes. fully musical to keep with the theme. Look forward to that. <laughs> it's gonna be thirty minutes of musical. Yeah. Okay. We're just clapping so I can. Uh, just clapping because you're excited I for the wedding singer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. See you next week. Bye. Bye.